So we want to start this morning with a little secret. And in all fairness, it is a secret that we've shared before. However, like all secrets, since it has merit and it's really juicy, it bears repeating. So we're going to share the secret because it has it's also related to this four-week series we're doing on the untethered soul. Now, the secret is this. There is nothing that I nor anyone else may teach you concerning the ins and outs, principles and practices of universal presence, which you do not already know, and that you already have access to knowing and implementing. You contain all the knowledge, all the wisdom to create your journey with effortless ease. There is nothing you need to do to become more powerful as you already are all-powerful. Our role in this journey that we share is not to teach or transform. Our role is to remind and affirm. To remind and affirm. To remind you of that which you already know, which is often, at times, buried beneath a few layers of ingrained thought gained through good and bad experiences accepting truthful or non-truthful ideas, thoughts, beliefs, and conceptions, while simultaneously affirming that which you are, pure, divine, intelligent energy, coalescing as an individual consciousness, emitting as an individual form. And you emit a stunning form that is where you know. Singles, there's your new pickup line. What an admittance you two have. With our secret restated, I love to share when I find something that has a practice and a principle within it, such as the book, The Untethered Soul, something that will assist me in this role of reminding and affirming. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer is just such a finding. Throughout the book, it reminds and affirms, as well as provides various principles and practices anyone may incorporate effortlessly into their daily spiritual practice as a means to release a lifetime of layers of unnecessary patterns of behavior, old wounds of the heart, and perhaps most importantly, laying to rest once and for all the incessant mind chatter that we all have, the mind chatter that the Buddhists call the monkey mind. Let me share something Michael wrote in the book. He said, you have a wellspring of beautiful energy inside of you. When you are open, you know. When you are closed, you don't. This flow of energy comes from the depth of your being. It has been called by many names. In ancient Chinese medicine, it is called Qi. In yoga, it is called Shati. In the West, it is called Spirit. Call it anything you want. All the great spiritual traditions talk about your spiritual energy. They just give it different names. That spiritual energy is what you're experiencing when you're enthused by something and all this high energy comes up inside of you. 
Now, in our teaching, we call this high energy presence, God, source, divine mind, Yahweh. Now, for our purposes this morning and for this series, we're going to call this high energy Aunt Bertha. I believe everyone needs an Aunt Bertha in their experience, someone who will listen to them, help us get clear, and provide sage advice based on a wealth of experience on how to transcend, see past our current issues. So for the next four weeks, we're going to ask, you know, have, have you communed with Aunt Bertha? Have you gotten in touch with your inner Bertha? Don't talk over your Aunt Bertha. Listening will absorb and transform. Now, so you don't think we've completely lost our minds. At least not yet, anyway. We want you to know that Aunt Bertha is actually an acronym that we're going to use for this series. And the acronym is Boundless Energy Radiating Through Heart. Absolutely. Need me to repeat that? Boundless Energy Radiating Through Heart. Absolutely. And for the record, the definition for absolutely, the first one on dictionary.com, is without exception. Got that? Without exception. exception. So I say, praise Bertha. Once you get to know, like you know, like you know, like you know, your inner energy, your inner Aunt Bertha, you have taken a huge step to remembering all that you truly are. And what you truly are is not a label, it's not an experience, it's not a past event, it's not an old belief or a behavior. You are not a diagnosis, a relationship status, job title, or checking account balance. Thank you, Bertha. That's going to stick, I know. That what you really are is this wellspring of beautiful energy. That, my beloved, is our first step to removing these unnecessary layers that Michael talked about. To recognize it. Recognize it. The it being the divine. So, do you know just how divine you are? Do you know that you are a masterful creator? Do you know that you always were and always will be and always are an omnipotent, intelligent, coalescing energy, coalescing as individual consciousness, emitting as individualized souls. Now, we said earlier that the great secret is that, yes, you already know that. However, the reality is that some have simply forgotten. They've gotten caught up in life and been focusing on the external. And so that knowing are buried within all that knowing we have to tend to out here. And also, people are unable to hear this knowing. They're unable to hear the knowing above and beyond all the mind chatter, which is focused on the temporary effects of the outer world, as opposed to the eternal reality of their spiritual truth. So over the next four weeks, we'll utilize some of the techniques offered in the untethered soul to remind and affirm your spiritual truth as well as, well as strengthen and solidify 
your relationship with Aunt Bertha. So our affirmation card this week is from Esther Hicks. And she said, let your alignment be with well-being. Let your alignment with well-being be first and foremost, and let everything else be secondary. And not only will you have an eternally joyous journey, but everything you have ever imagined will flow effortlessly into your experience. There is nothing you cannot be, do, or have, but your dominant intent is to be joyful. <sighs> joyful. Let your alignment with well-being be first and foremost. Everything you have ever imagined will flow effortlessly into your experience, and your dominant intent is to be joyful. Would you agree that this direction feels good? Absolutely. Of course it does. It sounds like something Aunt Bertha would say. And we know it feels good. We also know for those that sometimes need to remember and who need to release a few layers of old stuff from their experience, the doubts, the fears, the old behaviors, it simultaneously feels almost downright impossible. The mind chatter kicks in. The mind chatter kicks in, and it sounds like, like it's going, well, you know, Aunt Bertha, I know you mean well, but let me remind you of my past. And then it's going to remind me of my past. Or the mind chatter is saying, let me remind you of my shortcomings. Let me remind you of what so-and-so said about me, as if that matters. The mind chatter is drowning out one thing, and that one thing it's drowning out is the spiritual food. The spiritual food. Michael Singer writes, true personal growth is about transcending the part of you which that which is not okay and needs protection. True spiritual growth is about transcending that part of you which is not okay and needs protection. This is done by constantly remembering who you are on the inside and allow that to notice your voices. This is the way out. This is the way out. The one inside who is aware that you are always talking to yourself about yourself is silent. It is a doorway to the depths of your being. To be aware that you are watching the voice, watching the voice, to stand on the threshold of a fantastic dream. If used properly, the same eternal voice that has been a source of worry, distraction, and general neurosis can become a launching ground for true spiritual awakening. Come to know the one who watches the voice, and you will come to know one of the great mysteries of creation. There's that part of you that sees it all. There's that part of you that is in perfect alignment with Aunt Bertha. That part of you is in perfect oneness with Source Energy. And it is not judging. It's not judging. It is not saying what to do or what not to do. It is simply witnessing the experience as it unfolds. And it is waiting for whether or not you're going to accept the emotion, the 
energy that's being brought back up because of the current circumstance or experience or interaction with others. It is through conscious recognition you come into alignment with the inner you, watching that inner voice. And this inner you is the bertha of your being. It has never left you and never will. And its purpose is to remain in alignment with your ordained well-being. So all good effortlessly flows into your journey out of a consistent and constant state of joy. When was the last time you had peace of mind? Nothing on your thoughts, nothing on your mind, nothing to worry about. You weren't thinking about what you had to do in the week ahead. You weren't thinking about what happened yesterday. You were just in that moment, in perfect awareness that I am source energy of life. And this moment, this clear focus of energy is my opportunity to create anything that I want. That happen for you this morning? Right now. That's a good answer. And if we can extend this right now into the end of the day, into next week, then we're kind of on to something. But the reality is, right now is really good because you guys are focused on me. You know what? We can't divide energy. We can't divide the focus of the energy. Whatever you're focused on, you know, focusing on me is a good thing. But whatever you're focused on, the energy cannot be divided. Follow that? So now, in this moment, your energy is focused on one thing. And that is learning and accepting, being reminded and being affirmed. But when you leave here, you have to focus your energy with the intention of reminding and affirming yourself. Reminding and affirming yourself without judgment. Without attachment to this scenario reminds me of my past. This individual reminds me of someone that I didn't have a good experience with. Now you can do this. It's about the perceptions that we raise concerning the interactions in our experience. So I'm going to share a story that kind of leads us into a point. The story is about this very nice atheist person, atheist man, moved into a very Catholic neighborhood, much like one I was raised born in, I'm sure. And every Friday, every Friday night, the Catholics were just driven crazy because while they were eating the fish, this is, this is pre-Reformation, while they were eating the fish, the atheist was outside grilling steaks. So the Catholics went to work on trying to convert the atheist to Catholicism. And he resisted, but finally he gave in their persistent lies. And they took the, the atheist to the priest who sprinkled some holy water on the atheist and says, born an atheist, raised an atheist, now a Catholic. And the Catholics are ecstatic. They're so overjoyed, no more delicious, yet maddening smell wafted air on Friday evening. However, the very next Friday, the scent of the grilled steak begins wafting through the neighborhood again, and all the Catholics just went nuts and they rush over to the atheist's house to remind him 
that he has a new diet that he must follow. And when they go to his backyard there, they see the atheist standing over the grill, standing over the steak, sprinkling water on it, saying, born a cow, raised a cow, now a fish. There is a moral. You know, I never tell a story without a moral. And the moral is this. That which we are taught is not always true. That which we perceive is not always true. And we can retrain our consciousness to observe our experiences, to observe our inner mind chatter without judgment. So we may either release what we have been taught that no longer serves us, or we maintain it so that we can continue evolving and expanding a consciousness of well-being and joy. And I'll give you an exercise just to imagine doing for a moment, but I suggest you try it along these lines. And what I would ask you to do is, and I know some, most of you have done this, I would used to do it all the time, imagine holding a mirror up to a mirror. Holding a mirror up to a mirror. And the reflection of the mirror reflects into the mirror, into the mirror, into the mirror, into the mirror, into infinity. This is how you want to begin visualizing yourself. This is how you want to begin visualizing yourself, observing the observation, observing the belief, observing yourself, observing the belief, observing yourself, witnessing observing and experiencing the energy and focus of your consciousness and the vision is on the observer. Observing can only shift. Can only shift if you're not control. And our goal here is to focus on the moment of to focus on observing. And it is in that moment when our intention Holmes said, the road to freedom lies not through mysteries or occult performances, but through the intelligent use of natural forces of energy. The road to freedom. If you want to experience creative freedom, then you have to be willing to let go of the beliefs, the ideas, some of the old patterns that no longer serve us. If you want to move into that space where you have total freedom and joy as your intent to all that you choose to create with effortless ease if there is no resistance, then there has to be a willingness to observe how you are creating now. How are you creating now? And it's that which you are creating now in alignment with what you know you can fulfill. What you know you can fulfill. Singer said this. He said, there are two distinct aspects First is you, the awareness, the witness, the center of your willful, willful intention, and the other is that which you watch. The problem is that which you watch never shuts up. If you could get rid of that part, even for a moment, the peace and serenity would be the nicest vacation you've ever had. So think about this for a moment. 
part of you that never shuts up. That's the relative that you avoid a lot in the holidays. Oh my God, here they come. I just need a break from them. And the tool to take the break from that inner relative, if you like that metaphor, is to allow yourself to observe the absence. To allow yourself to say internally, well, well what are they basing this reaction on? Is this reaction being based on something that's useful or a misperception that I've had from the observer, the witness, and the role of the observer is not to judge or is not to threat. It is to observe and ask, does this serve me? Does this serve me? Yes or no? If it's no, is it creating doubt or fear? And am I willing to let it go? I say yes to that. Then I can simply affirm, I choose, I choose the more that is released in that observation mode, that witness mode, the more freedom that the experience creates. And that's what we want to experience here, is the freedom that we create. Maya Angelou said, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with compassion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. I like that style part. Of course we do. But what is your mission in life? Is your mission in life to carry around these old ideas, these old beliefs, old perceptions? Is your mission in life to be weighted down by something that occurred perhaps when you were a child that caused, that might have caused a deep soul wound, but was really simply a misperception of a small that's the answer you have to, to answer. And if you can get into that mind frame of, well, let me observe this, then you can begin to release it. Again, from the unfettered soul, Michael said, there's a place deep inside of you where, where the consciousness touches the energy and the energy touches the consciousness. That is where your work is. From that place, you let go. Once you let go, every minute of every day, year after year, then that's where you will live. Nothing will be able to take our seat of consciousness from us. You'll learn to stay there. You will break, you will break the ultimate habit of the constant draw of the lower self. You will then be free to explore the nature and source of Pure consciousness. Pure consciousness. You have to be willing to release. And if you're willing to release, then the sky's the limit. I know there's those that say, don't say the sky's the limit, but flip it. Give me a break. Regain the point. Michael says in the book that many have closed themselves off to their source of energy out of an attempt to protect themselves from the outside world. And perhaps the experience is a hurt from when they were a child, as we said, maybe past relationships, even their current work environment. And the reality is they don't even realize they are cutting themselves off from this flow of source energy, from 
being able to commune with Aunt Bertha because this method of protective behavior has become second nature to him. It's almost a natural instinct. And he gives an example, and I love this example, of when a deer is caught in the headlights, its protective instinct often is to run into the woods, right? When it sees the headlights, it will run into the woods to protect itself. Now, as humans, we normally don't run into the woods, regardless of how much we want to, right? Humans simply close themselves off energetically. So people invent this as a type of protective, energetic protective instinct. And every time they cut themselves off, every time they cut themselves off from an event or an experience, they're cutting themselves off from the flow of energy. And this behavior is learned. This behavior is learned. And that which has been learned may be unlearned. It's a new pattern of behavior. Now understand, the suggestion here is not to place yourself in suggestions or interactions that you may find uncomfortable. The suggestion is to allow yourself to witness, to observe your inner chatter. Just be mindful of the inner chatter, your first energetic emotional response. Then to ask yourself, can this really hurt me? Can this impact my life in a less than positive manner? In this is this response based on a past event or old belief, perhaps a fear of the unknown? When the intention is to witness and observe, your energy is bound to the intention of observing and not for a past individual. This is the freedom. The energy of this intention is peaceful and very joyful. It is in perfect alignment perfect alignment with well-being. I love to use this example. Some of you know this, guys. Some of you have heard this example if you've been in classes here before. So a long time ago, I did a workshop with a fellow by the name of Rob, Rob Eichenberg, and the workshop was The Experience. And it was all about self-exploration and growth. Quite wonderful. Loved every last one. And Rob founded The Experience Workshop. He's no longer on this plane. And Rob shared that for most of his adult life, he had a truly intense and irrational dislike and distrust for people who wore black. And it didn't matter if they were male or female. It didn't matter what their race was or their sexuality. If they wore glasses, he immediately did not like them and he immediately did not trust them. And he realized, of course, this irrational towards people, irrational feeling towards people with glasses didn't serve him well, since, you know, he was talking about promoting self-love and loving everybody, and he needed, decided he needed to change that, and so he began exploring what was it within him that brought up this intense feeling of distrust and dislike. And as he did his soul work, he remembered that he had a teacher first or second grade, that was not very nice, and who would go back on their word, and who wore glasses. And in that moment, little six-year-old Rob made the decision that people who wore glasses were not very nice. 
people who wore glasses couldn't read them. And he carried that around with him for so long that that per perception became a belief. And that belief became a layer of negative energy. That belief became a protective instinct protecting him from his connection to source energy. So every time he saw someone with glasses, this protective layer came up. Follow that? He lived the journey in alignment with this radiant energy that you are. There has to be a willingness to let go. There has to be a willingness to let go of the patterns, the behaviors formed by conscious or subconscious reactions to the outside world. When we are willing to release the patterns of behavior formed by the conscious or subconscious reactions, we begin establishing new patterns of behavior for, from a conscious alignment with our inner being. It's an alignment which evolves your joy, it's your source, and it stands as well being. Michael writes, the reward for not protecting these psychics is liberation. Liberation. You are free to walk through this world without a problem on your mind. You are just having fun experiencing whatever happens next because you got rid of the scared part of you. You don't have to worry about getting hurt or disturbed. You will no longer have to listen to what will they think of me. Now, for me, that's worth the price of the book right there. He said, you deserve to walk free in this world. You deserve to walk free in this world. And I believe you deserve to walk free in this world without anything clouding your mind, without a worry or just enjoying the pure deliciousness of this perfect moment. Now we suggest to you that you get the book for the, this series for the next four weeks. We have it in the bookstore. You can get it on Amazon, new or used. You can even download it to Kindle. Don't just rely on what we're going to cover on Sunday morning for an hour because you're not going to get the full benefit of it not going to get the full benefit of it. And if you're ready to move into that sense of peace and ease, move into that knowing of freedom, that knowing of freedom, where you're simply observing so that you can create with more ease. And that's what As I said in the beginning, if there's nothing I can teach you, or anyone else for that matter, that you don't already know, we can remind you, and we can help affirm for you, and we can help remove the layers by pointing you in that direction, by pointing you in that direction. But at the end of the day, you got to rip the band-aid off yourself. Take that deep breath, pull it off, and get rid of that layer. 
again from home, and he said, we have within us a power that is greater than anything we shall ever contact in the outer, a power that can overcome every obstacle in our life and let every obstacle in our, in our life and set us safe, satisfied, at peace, healed, and prospered in a new life and a new life. You already have access to Aunt Bertha. Love Aunt Bertha. What's it stand for? Boundless energy radiating through hearts absolutely. Aunt Bertha is here to serve you. It is here to be a part of you. It is here to remind you that you don't go through Thanksgiving alone. You cannot go through Thanksgiving alone because you were always at one always at one with infinite love. And so your commitment to this moment is not about, oh, I'm going to greet this workshop before my life, or I'm going to greet this book before my life. Your commitment to this moment is about being that best possible expression of source energy that you can be so that you move into a new life you're always operating from that higher life. Without this, this would simply disappear. So somebody shared with me earlier that they had never heard the book before, or heard of the book before, and I was very pleased to tell, share with them, well, you know, this was one of Oprah's books. Right? And you know, if Oprah's read it, I gotta read it. And Oprah said, I believe that all hell Oprah. I believe that every single event in life happens when it is an opportunity to choose love over fear. I believe that every single event in life happens is an opportunity to choose love over fear. And this is your opportunity to choose love over fear. This is your moment to say, I'm going to love myself enough to listen to that funny little man I'm going to love myself enough just to be willing to become the observer and the witness in this experience and see what comes up for me so I can let go of just one thing from my past. Because, you know, we all know you only have one or two things you really need to get rid of. That's how perfect you are. But if you do that, if you do that, you make that what we can assure you of is that you will always be at one with the inner Bertha of your being. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind. In as and through me blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me multiplied abundantly. And if the 